Welcome to the Near Church Podcast. This week's message starts now. Are you ready for the word this morning? Look at your neighbor and shout, I'm ready. Psalm 118, Church Hurt, Part 1, Verse 22, just two scriptures today. The Bible says this, the stone, somebody shout the stone, that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This, somebody shout this, and just point like this, say this, this is the Lord's doing, and it's wonderful to see. Let's read it together one more time from verse 22. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. I want to start part one. I'll see how many of you guessed it on social media with this subject here. Throwing stones. Throwing stones. Crystal got it. She got it on social media. Throwing stones. Church Hurt Part 1. Father, thank you so much for all you're going to do. Thank you for your word that is healed to, it's here to save, heal, and deliver. We thank you for what you're going to do in advance. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody shouts, amen. But on your way down to your seat, just give three people a high five and say, throwing stones, throwing stones, throwing stones, throwing stones, throwing stones. Recently, Pastor Faye and I went through a drive-thru and we don't eat out a lot, especially in this economy. How, have you, how many of you can say amen to that? But we decided to go to McDonald's, which we don't do a lot because it's really horrible for you. Uh, it's terrible. But man, we have discovered that we can get two 20-piece chicken nugget baskets and feed our whole family for 18 bucks. I mean, the only other place you can do that is cookout, maybe. I love cookout. Y'all love cookout? So we went there recently, and we went through the drive-thru. Got to have that sweet and sour sauce. Come on. There was one time they left it out, and I, I could have said some Christian cuss words, if you know what I'm saying. But we went through the drive-thru, and, and we were preparing for this series, Church Hurt, and we gave them some invite cards. And I handed this invite card to this dude, and uh, he started asking me questions. And he said, well, what kind of churches? I said, we're non-denominational. You know, that's, that's a good, good way to describe us. We're a little of everything, aren't we? And uh, he said, well, do you all use instruments? And I was kind of taken back by it. I was like, yeah, we do. I, I know where he's coming from. I know the churches that don't believe in instruments. That's all right. You do, you boo. But I need a bass. I need a drum. Come on, somebody. Come on, I need some instruments in my life, and so does the Lord. I believe that. He's honored by those. Uh, so he asked me that question. I said, yeah, we have instruments. I didn't tell him that they were all on an iPad, so I could have said no, technically. Uh, we don't have all the instruments. They're, they're on, you know, you press play. But he asked me that, and I said, yeah, we have instruments. And he said, and he's reading the card. He seemed really interested. Have you ever invited somebody to church, and they just seem so engaged, so interested? And they said, how often do you take the Lord's Supper, communion? I said, we do it once every four months. Once a season is what we call it. Because we believe it should be something special and not repetitive that you do all the time because you dishonor it by becoming familiar with it. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and he shoved the car back in my face. He literally came out of his window and said, no, thank you, yelled at me. And I went, oh, my gosh, man. And I felt so rejected by this dude. 
I don't even know this Joe Schmo. He hadn't shaved. I'm not talking about like I have a beard. He hadn't shaved and he has no beard. You could tell in a long time. He was nasty. His clothes were dirty. This was my McDonald's worker. Y'all pray for him. Come on. But I felt so rejected by this guy. Simply by him not believing in the same thing I believed. And so he shoved that card back in my face. Has that ever happened to you? I think if we're honest in the room today, we've all faced rejection. And that's what this text is about. When I begin to pray and ask the Lord, how do we start this series? I know people are coming with church hurt. I know people are coming with hurt from family members, maybe from a leader, from all kinds of people. Here's the thing about church hurt. You ready for this? You've either experienced church hurt or you think you've experienced church hurt. Preach Pastor Andrew. But either way, you have felt some sort of rejection. And when I begin to pray about this series, the Lord said, I want you to start it out talking about rejection because all hurt comes from the source of rejection. Rejection has a profound effect on every one of us. It has produced more than our winnings could ever do. In fact, if most of us were honest in the room today, we're living lives based on the rejections of people and not affirmations. We're going to go deep today. And these rejections of people have caused us to have skewed lenses in which we view life, the church, our careers, our heavenly father, and even ourselves. Are you with me in the room today? And I believe that the root of all church hurt is rejection because rejection will cause anyone to bleed. But the most dangerous kind of rejection is not from the dude in the McDonald's drive-thru who said, I don't want to come to your church because you don't take the Lord's communion, you use instruments. But it's the people that are among us. It's not the enemy. It's those that we labor with. It's those that we feel like we're in covenant with. It's those that we thought would be with us forever. It's the people that sat in our office and said, Pastor, I'll, be, I'll go with you to the ends of the earth. Rejection comes the hardest from the people that we know and love. And rejection cuts the soul like the sharpest of weapons. And whether we want to admit it or not this morning, words are weapons to our heart. As much as we like to quote, no weapon formed against me shall prosper The weapons that work the hardest do make us bleed. Come on, somebody. And instead of the body of Christ operating in the earth, healed and whole, we walk around half dead at all times because we are bleeding out. Come on, somebody. And we hop from church to church, ministry to ministry, people to people, looking for a group of people that will reject us the least. I want to fit in. That means I want to be in a place where I don't feel rejected. Somebody say rejected. And often we don't even pray because we have allowed that rejection to come into our hearts. And now we feel rejected by God and we live mediocre lives 
in the kingdom because rejection is no longer an event that happened, but it's now our identity. I came for our wounds this morning and I came for our bleeding this morning. And every decision that is made is now made from this identity of rejection instead of the will of the king. Can I tell you this morning that the kingdom is not brought from heaven to earth because the spirit cannot rest on a heart that is full of toxicity. I'm going to say that again and you should write it down. The kingdom cannot come from heaven to earth because the spirit will not rest on someone's heart that is filled with toxicity. We all know the cliche phrase that hurt people hurt people, but it's so true this morning that poison will pollute the absolute purest waters of our heart. And we take our rejection and in turn reject others. Come on, somebody. And our spouses can't get through to us because we've been rejected at 15 years old and we still can't get over it. Come on, somebody. Our spiritual leaders have continued to help us fight the same battle over and over. Not because there isn't victory available because of Calvary, but because we never received true healing from the rejection we faced. But today, somebody shout today. Although the rejection was fierce and painful and the bleeding is real, our Savior went to have received stripes on his back that you might be healed spirit, soul, and body. As the prophet Isaiah said, by his stripes, somebody declare that, by his stripes, I am healed. Today, there is healing available from the rejection. And if you believe it, I want you to give God a praise right there. Come on, take a praise break. There's healing available. You can say all day long, sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Bull, y'all. Come on. We can say it, but words are weapons. That's why you have to use the wisdom of God. And you can't just say everything that comes to your mind. It's called self-control. Self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I don't say everything I think. And I don't say everything I mean. Come on, somebody. Because I don't want to be the source of rejection and use the words of my mouth as a weapon. Rejection. So let's go to our text this morning. We're going to take this and and really dive deep into this. Verse 22. We'll start with this part. The stone. Somebody say the stone stone that the builders rejected. Jesus here, and this is a prophetic text talking about Jesus. Jesus is the example in the battle of rejection and church hurt. I don't like the phrase church hurt, if I'm being honest. Because the church, the body of Christ didn't hurt you. Religion did. Come on, somebody. So I like the phrase religious hurt, but just don't have the same twang for a series. Come on. Religious hurt. Jesus, the King and Messiah was rejected by everyone around him. The Bible says that you are, here's what he said, he he went to his hometown, the Bible says. And it says that he could only do, how many of you know the text? A few miracles. Why? Because they dishonored him. Because they rejected the gift that was on his life. 
Come on. Even Jesus was rejected by religion. And the spiritual leaders, the spiritual elite of the time also rejected him. The ones who were in charge rejected him. Even leaders can sometimes be the source of rejection. And the Bible even tells us that his family rejected him. His brothers and sisters rejected him until he was risen. And then they understood. Now the Bible says in Isaiah 53 and 3, if they'll throw that up there for me today. This is talking about Jesus, another prophetic word. He was despised and he was despised and he was. Jesus was. Perfect Jesus was despised and rejected. What makes us think that we won't face it too? A man of sorrows acquainted, I love this, with deepest grief. Just look at your neighbor real quick, give him a handshake and say, hello, grief. Come on, do it, do it real quick. Hello, grief. That's what Jesus does for us. He's acquainted with our grief. Now catch this, because we all love to point the religious finger and say, I was them, they rejected Jesus, but that's not what Isaiah says. He says, we all turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. And then it says in John chapter one and verse 11, he's talking about Jesus, the light of the world, the word who was in the beginning and he was God and he was with God. But then it goes to say, he came to his own people and even they rejected him. Jesus' own people rejected him. And so the psalmist says, if they'll go back to verse 22 of Psalm 118, the stone that the builders rejected. You see, in order to build something, a builder has to reject certain building material. It has to be of the highest quality. Have you ever done a home project and you went to Lowe's and you bought some lumber without looking at it and it literally looks like this when you bring it home? <laughs> it ain't straight. It's crazy. And you got to take it back. Why? You rejected it because it wasn't at the standard that you had for your project. And so that's what this text is about. He says, hey, this stone isn't right for this building. This stone doesn't fit in with what we're trying to build. Wow. Let that settle in today. This stone is different. We don't like this stone. Throw it out. It doesn't fit the mold of the other stones. That's why they didn't like Jesus. Come on. Because maybe in some cases in rejection, it carries weight because it was correct. You weren't ready to be part of the building yet. Come on. And sometimes rejection is not true rejection, but it's God saying, I love you enough to not let you be used yet. Come on, because you don't build a house with cardboard. You don't build a foundation with cardboard. You don't build it with janky materials. You don't go to the Dollar Tree and buy supplies to build a house. I don't care what TikTok says. Come on. No, you don't do that. Why? It would fall apart. It would crumble to the ground. And sometimes we get mad 
because we were rejected when God needed for us to be rejected. Why? So we don't build our house on something insufficient. But this isn't why Jesus was rejected. They rejected him because he became the man, the son of man, the Messiah. And he came to fulfill the very thing that they worshiped as an idol, their rules and their religion. He was the stone that nobody thought could be used to build the kingdom. And this is why rejection is such an effective tactic of the enemy. Come on, somebody. Because rejection makes you feel useless by the builder. But can I tell you today, if you've been rejected in the house, you're in good company. Moses was rejected because he had a stutter and couldn't talk before the people. Moses was rejected. Come on. He murdered a man and he was rejected. David was rejected by God in a moment in his life because he went and slept with Bathsheba and had a man murdered. Come on, somebody. Paul was rejected by the early church leaders because he used to be a murderer. Even Jesus was rejected. The, the spotless, sinless lamb of God was rejected by the world. Hear me today. Just because you're rejected by man doesn't mean the Father rejects you. And today, if you are saved and you're covered in the blood of Jesus, you are not rejected. You are accepted by God. I don't care what they said about you. I don't care what they did to you. I feel my help coming this morning. You are not rejected by God. He says, you are now the righteousness of my son. I I see his blood. I don't see your sin. Come on, help me out. I don't see your past. I see his blood and I don't reject you. I accept you right where you are. I have a plan and I have a purpose for you. If you're glad that you're not rejected this morning, give God some praise right there. Now give three people a high five and say, God accepts me. God accepts me. The pastor may have said I'm trash, but God didn't say that. My parents may have said I was stupid, but God accepts me. They may have denied me, but God says I accept you. They may have said no, but God says yes. God is about to use some rejection in your life to show you didn't need them. All you needed was him. Now give him some praise if you believe it. The stone that the builders rejected. Here's what I love. The rest of the verse. Because most of us in church hurt. Hand me that chair real quick. Get stuck in this verse right here. Because we like to take verses and not use them in context. The stone that the builders rejected, they rejected me. I hate the church because they rejected me. I get it. I'm a pastor and I understand. I've been rejected before too. Come on, somebody. But God wants to use rejection to become something greater than what you're in right now. Man, I feel this so strong today. But we get stuck at the stone that the builders rejected. And so we go on Facebook and talk about the church and talk about the people that hurt us and talk about the pastor and talk about the situation. The stone that the builders rejected, they rejected me, so I'm going to reject them. Right? 
It's what we do. But we don't go on to the next part of the verse. And so you have a choice this morning because there is healing available for every person in this room today watching online. Some are going to listen to this podcast later in the week at other churches. There's healing available on the podcast. Come on, somebody. God's going to move right. I don't know who's listening right now, but God's going to move right in your office, in your car, wherever you are. There's healing available if you choose to move on from the rejection. But if you decide to stay, you will just stay bitter. And you will just stay stuck in the situation. It's funny how much you have left the situation, but it still controls you. Still talking about stuff that happened 10 years ago. Still talking about the same people that hurt me five years ago. Still replaying conversations in my head over and over. Why did they leave me? Why did they betray me? Why I, I bought them so many meals. I, I poured into them. Come on, somebody. I, I did so much for them. Why, why, why? And we get stuck in the rejection. But God says, I have another chapter in your story that goes beyond the rejection. And it now, let's read the rest of the verse together. The stone that the builders rejected has now. now. Somebody shout now. 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 Become, an old translation says it this way, the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. God said that I'm gonna take what people rejected and cause it to be a foundation for what I'm going to do in and through your life. Somebody shout now. now. It has come to a place where what they did to me is what God wants to use for me. Because then we go to verse 23. Now, if I'm being honest, I love 22. Stone that the builders rejected. I mean, it's just powerful. Preaches, right? But then we get to verse 23, and this one bothers me, and I hate it if I'm being honest, Daniel. This is the Lord's doing. It's wonderful to see. I don't know anybody who's getting this verse tattooed on their arm. Come on. It's a joke. Come on, y'all. I don't know anybody who has this on a coffee mug at home. Rejection. This is the Lord's doing, and it's wonderful to see. No. Because no one likes rejection. No one likes rejection. This is the Lord's doing, and it's wonderful to see. Rejection is not wonderful. It's detrimental. And rejection can define a person for the rest of their lives. I still remember when I was in kindergarten. I don't remember much from that age, but I do remember one thing. There was this one time I wrote, we had this assignment to write a paragraph, and I didn't put any spaces in between my sentences or my letters. Help him, Lord, (laughs) and help the teacher that read that. But she said, Andrew, you can't do it that way. She said it so loving. But I still remember feeling rejected even at five years old because I didn't put spaces in my paragraph. And we like to think that rejection doesn't affect us. Men, it's why we look at pornography. going there today it's why we sleep around because if I could just find somebody that'll make me feel fulfilled 
They rejected me. That's why we go from church to church, career to career. We're looking for fulfillment that you can never get but from God. And that's why the Bible says the rejection is the Lord's doing. What do you mean it's the Lord's doing, Pastor Andrew? I know people that still blame their parents for how their lives turned out. Well, if I wasn't raised that way, if they hadn't done it to me, if they hadn't betrayed me, cheated on me, talked about me, we have a choice today. Are we going to allow the rejection to turn us away from God or towards him? Rejection will either cause you to backslide or it'll cause you to come closer into the presence of God. Come on, somebody. So remember this morning that God allowed the rejection. He didn't do the rejecting, but he did allow it. You're telling me, pastor, that God allowed the rejection? Yes. You're telling me God rejected me? No. But he did allow it. Why? He loves you enough to allow the rejection. Because if you hadn't been rejected, you'd still be with him. If you hadn't been rejected, oh, you'd still be in that same deadbeat relationship. If you hadn't been rejected, you'd still be in toxic family relationships. If you hadn't been rejected, you wouldn't have moved cities. If you hadn't been rejected, come on somebody, you would have never gone to the place that God has you at right now. So God has slowed this thing down this morning because we need healing from the rejection. But in order to receive healing from it, we have to understand that the mighty hand of God is the one who allowed it. He allowed Jesus to be rejected. You want to know what would have happened if Jesus hadn't been rejected? No Calvary. No cross. No payment for sin. And no resurrection. So we have a choice. Am I going to realize that God meant it for my good? Y'all remember the story of Joseph? He was rejected by his brothers. And the Bible says that he wore this coat of many colors and they took it off of him because they hated him. And they threw him in a pit. Somebody who hears me this morning, you're in a pit of rejection. You've allowed people to throw you in there. And you have a choice. Is it going to be who I am? Or is it going to be an event that pushes me closer to God? Because we don't understand the full story, but God does. And he knew that if Joseph hadn't been rejected by his brothers, the nation of Israel would have died in the famine. But God used his rejection to put him in Pharaoh's house and elevate him and save a nation. So I know that they meant it for your evil, but God means it for your good. 
I know the rejection was meant by the enemy to kill you, but God said, I don't care what weapon the enemy throws at him. I don't care what words he throws. I got enough healing to change them. I got, come on somebody. I got enough deliverance. I'm going to turn this thing around. Somebody shout, turn it around, God. Turn it around. Turn it around. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, is this helping somebody this morning? Come on, give me an amen if, you're, if it's helping you. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 through 5 says this. You are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's people. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by I may be rejected by people, but baby, it don't matter because I've been chosen by God. I may have been rejected by leaders. I may have been rejected by people. I may have been rejected by relationships. I may have been rejected. I feel like preaching. I may have been rejected by churches, but baby, it don't matter if you reject me as long as God chooses me. I don't care what the naysayers say. I don't care what they say on Facebook. Leave if you want to, but God chose me, and the only one that can change that is God. Come on, get up on your feet right now. Give three people a high five and say, I've been chosen by God. Come on, get loud. I've been chosen by God. They may have rejected me, but God chose me. God set me apart. He picked me up. He turned me around, and he set me free. Give him some praise right now if you're glad that you're chosen by God. Be seated. Be seated in the room. I was rejected by people, but I've been chosen by God. Now, that's not the end of the verse. Verse 5. Oh. You are the living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. I was rejected by people, and it looked like they were rejecting me. But it wasn't really rejection, Daniel. Man, I feel it so deep in my bones today. I've been ready to preach this for months, y'all. Just been itching to preach this. I may have been rejected by people, and they thought they were using words to cut me down. But really, it wasn't rejection. It was positioning. <laughs> what was meant to poison me positioned me. Somebody tweet that on X. Come on, somebody. Exit. That's so weird. Exit. That's amazing. <laughs> Y'all quiet today. What was meant to poison me really put me in position. Oh. What was meant to take me under. This stone sucks. <laughs> Just being real this morning. God picks it up. It says, oh, rejection, I can use it now. <laughs> because here's the key about rejection. Just like Joseph, you never see it coming. You never see a rejection, a person that has faced rejection coming. Because everyone threw him out. Ah, this stone, it's not good enough for the building. It's not good enough for the church. It's not good enough for this. It's not good enough for that. 
God says, now I can use it because I like to use things that other people reject. Come on, somebody. So when they rejected you, they weren't just rejecting you. They were throwing you out. They were throwing you out. They were throwing you away. But look out because you weren't throwing me down. You were throwing me into my purpose. You missed a good place to shout and praise the Lord right there. They weren't just throwing me down. They were throwing me into my purpose. Because in the rejection, God has been stretching me. And I may be like David in the backfield as a shepherd boy. While the rest of my brothers are in my father's house being anointed. But it doesn't matter because God sees me where I am. And they, admit, oh, I feel this. They may have rejected me, but God was stretching me and preparing me to take the same stone that was thrown at me and throw it at Goliath and take down the enemy. Come on. They rejected the chief cornerstone. And so they're going to reject you. But God says, I'm going to take the rejection and turn it around round for your good what was meant to poison me has positioned me this is the Lord's doing and it's wonderful to see I love how the writer doesn't say it's wonderful to hear Because rejection comes in our ears and becomes identity if we're not careful. But the Lord doesn't even acknowledge the rejection in this verse. Throw it back up there, Cooper. This is the Lord's doing. And it's wonderful to see. Because what you hear is meant to poison you. But God says, I'm going to use what you heard to cause you to see what you could never see before. Because if you would have stayed where you were, if you would have stayed where you were, you would have never filled your potential. Because then you couldn't see the vision that God has for your life. And so he had to allow somebody to reject you in your ear. So you would start using your other senses in the spiritual. I know the rejection hurts. I know church hurt is real. I know people are bleeding from the things that people have spoken over them. But God says, I allowed it. It's my doing. It's my ways. And I allowed it. Because I want you to see what you couldn't see before. Because I have purpose for you. I have a plan for you. And I have a destiny for you. And it's beyond this place that you're in right now. 
Joseph, I don't just want you to be a son in your father's tent. I want you to be the right hand of Pharaoh. But without the pit of rejection, you'll never get there. So maybe you're hurting right now. You're bleeding right now. Listen, 2022 was that way for me. People I thought would be with me always rejected me, left me, stabbed me in the back, whatever you want to call it. And I had a choice. Is this rejection going to throw me into my purpose? Or is it going to cause me to go away from God? Don't let other people's actions in your life make you walk away. Don't let it be the reason that you walk away. They hurt you. I'm sorry. But God says I allowed it so I could bring you in closer and see what you've never seen before. So here in a moment, go ahead and come up, worship team. They're going to sing this song again, Fear is Not My Future. Because if you're not careful, heartbreak will become your home, just like the verse says. And I live in this place of pain and suffering. And all you can talk about is the rejection. And all you can talk about is what they did to you. I'm sorry. But the Lord says this morning, it's time to move on. And it's time to heal. Come on, where you at this morning? It's time to move on. And it's time to heal. But Pastor, how can I heal? When the very place that was meant to be a house of healing and a hospital for the broken has become the very place that made me bleed. How can I go back? How can I let him back in? The Lord says today, if you will lay your rejection at my feet, I will heal your pain. Hey, listener, thanks for tuning in to the Near Church Podcast. You can give online, fill out a virtual connection card, plan your visit, and more by texting the words Near Church to 94000 or by visiting us online at www.nearchurch.co.